Welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, the show that draws the map from the American dream to our current nightmare hellscape that we're all living in. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Marty Schneider. That was worth the three attempts. I'm the other host, Dan Ludwig. <laughs> you can't say that shit out loud. <laughs> hey, Dan, I'm going to do the thing that we made fun of other podcasts for, mm-hmm. like the thing where the int- the intro to the episode is like people talking about their vacations. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm gonna. The th- we used to like make fun of like my favorite murder and shit for doing that, and I'm gonna do it now. And you know what? I don't feel guilt. Okay. I feel I feel no guilt. I feel no shame because this like, story better have a beginning, a middle, an end, a clear point of engagement, and stakes. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, you're Karen Kilgraf. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's important to highlight that we do stuff now, right? Yeah. Now I'm highly interested in my friends doing inane things, so. Here's the th- here's the part I'm I'm basically just like making excuses for myself. I'm gonna talk about my small little vacation. All right, mm-hmm. to Marty's Marty's little vacation. There are reasons for it, and those reasons tie into Breaking Mayberry. Tie into our whole thing here. All right, so I went to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, which is a amusement park, and I went there for Coaster Fest because I am a member of the American Roller Coaster Enthusiasts Club. When did that happen? When I found out about Coaster Mania. Coaster Mania is a day when Cedar Point lets American Coaster Enthusiasts club members have the park to themselves for three hours before opening and three hours after closing, which means there were 16 roller coasters at my disposal with no lines. Oh, that sounds so fucking good. Yeah, it ruled. Do you you have to pay membership dues? Yeah, I have to pay my membership dues, but my membership fee also gets me... Like discounts at all sorts of other parks, including Hershey Park and Dorney Park, which are pretty close to us. Yeah. So, like, I don't mean to turn this into like an advertisement for this club. I, I wish I'm, I'm, I'm regretting letting you all know about this now. But anyway, so I, 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 I had early access to this. The roller coasters isn't the point of this, right? Right. The point is, I went to uh, an amusement park in Ohio and Midwestern amusement parks. I was also there during like general public hours. Midwestern amusement parks. Uh, and the Midwest in general is a weird look into a world where it never stopped being 2004. <laughs> That's like, so many places in the world, but it's always a different year. It's like, oh, in this part of the country, it's still 2007. It, it, it's a world where we never stopped. People never stopped listening to All American Rejects. It's a world where, like, Iraq war guys still have infidel tattooed on their arm and just, like, this is a big thing. It is a world run entirely by nostalgia for a time it, that was objectively pretty shitty for a yeah. lot of people. But it's just the Midwest and the Abandoned Park in general is just, this is 2004. We never left. Yeah. It's a very strange feeling. And it lets me know that, like, nostalgia is a factor that runs everything. But here's the real point that i want to make here i was attacked by birds you you were attacked by birds i How? was attacked simultaneously no, by multiple I, on, on multiple occasions on two separate occasions birds attacked me 
at this amusement park. I am no longer a friend to all birds. As we've talked about, right, Marty Schneider, friend to all birds on this show. Mm -hmm. But the first time I'm just hanging out, putting on my my SPF 50 so that I don't burn. And maybe I'm too, I'm standing next to a bush, maybe I'm too close. And a red-winged blackbird who, maybe that red-winged blackbird listened to me talking shit about them, you know, in the last couple episodes, just comes out of this this thing and just attacks the back of my head just pecking pecking jab pecking jab and just disappears once once is annoying but once is coincidence Mm -hmm. 30 minutes later dan 30 (laughs) minutes later some kind of wren i guess a smaller bird kamikazes the side of my head as i'm just walking it goes straight for my temple just and just Comes in and comes in hot and smacks me in the side of the face and then runs off, flies off. Had had you done anything to antagonize? Them, I like, had done nothing. I didn't know these birds were there. Did you like start dating a guy with a weird relationship to his mom or something like that? <laughs> no, no, I am not. Nor am I Tippy Hedron. I'm not. You know. Yeah. This is not how this this works. No, it's just second time it happened. I just kind of screamed out loud in this amusement park. But my brand! <laughs> I love birds. That's kind of my thing. Did, don't, they... these, don't these birds know about my internet presence? <laughs> of all the people for them to attack, there were guys there who had no opinion on birds, positive or negative. Bird neutral motherfuckers. And they there were, were like. There were probably many anti bird people there. Yeah, right? arguably. Like. Uh, there's a lot of hunters, you know, in Ohio. Yeah. So a lot of people there are just like, I'd like to shoot birds. I So you didn't have like any candy stuck to your head or anything like that? My hair does look like a nest. It sometimes. does look like a nest. Right. Right. This may be the push you need to finally get a haircut. That's true. Because that might... a seagull almost got stuck in it. <laughs> like, I, think, I think that they were just like, ooh, nesting material. Jank. I, I think... Having finally seen the birds for the first time very recently, if I see a motherfucker get attacked by a bird, I am immediately jun- jumping to the Hitchcock scenario. I sure, am like, that's the natural place to go. Yeah, I'm like, I just saw a guy get attacked by a bird. It's time for everybody to go home. Like, we are all leaving because I have seen the way this happens. Adding to that, adding to that theory, Dan, I'm not the only person who got attacked by a bird that day. Fucking get out. I was sta- I was standing in line while three other dudes all discussed like being attacked by birds Why didn't in you that park. Go home. No roller coaster. You were not only were you on the verge of getting the birds, you were in the worst person for it. At least they were at a town with big houses. You were in a roller coaster park. <laughs> there was nothing for you to hide in. It's true. They would have fucked true. you alive. I, I, you all are fucking morons. You should have gotten out of there. There, that was. There's a lot of bad places for uh, the birds to happen. You were in hands down the worst one. The only place you can go is a higher elevation at very high speeds, <laughs> and then immediately down. Yes, exactly. And, and then an immediately lower elevation. So are you just like? So is it like you're no longer a friend to? those birds specifically or is it like all of you were done oh no 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 i'm you know i i'm not gonna judge all i still love all birds okay just, except maybe the birds in the state of ohio so it's it's not that like that 
that breed of bird. It's the specific geographic area. Because it was two different breeds of bird. Right. It was two different type of birds. It's freaky, man. So I think I think it's just that birds in Ohio are fucking dicks. Yeah. Or like, I mean, or the last time that the roller coaster enthusiast club came to town, they did some fucked up shit to birds. <laughs> like they like they did the roller coasters. They got hammered after, and they were like. Hey, let's get real weird on birds tonight. <laughs> like it's just kind of like let's I did just... see I did see one incredibly brave or stupid gull had built a nest inside one of the coasters like at the drop point. Like yeah. if, you, if you were in the front car, you could lean down and be like, "Is that a nest? Is that an egg?" <laughs> it's a really dumb place to put your to put your nest, guys, but Yeah. So yeah. the the birds could have been like slowly planning their revenge and they're like, this is our year. We've been like formulating strategies and lifting bird weights through the entire <laughs> like off season. Like we've actually had getting extra bird time. Ripped. To, yeah, yeah, the birds are just getting jacked and ready to seek their revenge. They're just they're just like bench pressing twigs and stuff. Exactly. Like. <laughs> yeah like and this was like a practice run and the next year they're gonna fucking rain hell they're gonna set up like a little home alone style thing all throughout the park <laughs> let's let's move into because we've got a lot to deal mm. with in this episode your notes are four pages long yes they are i kept like being like and this it, do i is there a part i get to skim over oh no holy shit every single line of dialogue is a thing so let's go to Season 4, Episode 11, Citizen's Arrest. Written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel. Originally airs December 16th, 1963, and directed by Dick Crenna. Here is your one-sentence summary from Wikipedia. Barney gives Gomer a ticket for making a U-turn, and then the tables are turned when Gomer arrests Barney for the same violation. Yep. So, ACAB, all cops are Barney. <laughs> 100 percent this this show makes some good anti-cop points and then moves on it's... dive right into this this is i'm gonna say like i like this episode like this is a funny episode it's, and it's it's actually funny it's revolting it's not even necessarily revolting it's dumb as hell it's also a rare andy verse barney yeah episode. yeah like they are they are antagonistic to each other for this one which is interesting it's an extremely pointless Andy versus Barney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it opens up with Andy and Barney in the jail, and they're kind of like just cleaning up and just going through the records of old records of how dusty is this jail? It feels like every other episode just opens with them sweeping and dusting. I, I assume that like, like back then in the Great Depression, yada, 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 just there was just dust everywhere. It was, it was, it was. I mean, it was the Dust Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Course, just everything was Of course, really... that's Kansas and not North Carolina, but whatever. I just assume it kind of moved around. And also 40 years before. <laughs> yeah. Was, it, it, it just moves around like like the sandstorm in Mad Max Fury Road. It's just always constantly swirling exactly. there. Uh, Dust Bowl coming. But it's, it's, it's just a minor inconvenience like that. But yeah, so they're just like kind of going around. They Andy pulls out the records of the old sheriffs and starts like going through them. And Barney is like, oh, where's Sheriff McCreary in there? And he was like... Something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he was a sewer inspector. And Barney was like, oh, fuck, he gave me, he gave my old man a ticket. And Andy does a 
joke about, well, maybe he was speeding inside a sewer, which... Like Elon Musk. (laughs) Basically Uh, his fucking... That's his whole plan, man. That's his whole plan, is just build sewers you can drive through really fast. Just basically do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action sets. (laughs) Um, And yet, it sucks. And yet the lamest (laughs) way... We're describing it much cooler than it is. It's... Uh, I mean, it's the magic of Elon Musk is like, if you describe it, it sounds like the coolest 14 year old shit, but it's dumb as hell. Barney's Barney laughs at that. Like he's actually chill with That's it. That's kind of the thing that like shocked me because I was like, he was he's going to do like a thing where he gets mad. Um, but he was like, <laughs> that's a good one. And I was like, oh, this is off to a weird energy. Yeah, especially the next thing they do is they find the receipt for Barney's first revolver. But the part I like about this is first, as though there has been many in a line of revolvers over the past ten service revolvers in the past ten. All years. of them have been lost. Like yeah. <laughs> he, there are there are ten revolvers at least floating around Mayberry, completely unaccounted for. It's like a Where's Waldo situation, but with guns. Barney lost serial numbers been filed off for a decade. Yeah, did guns even have serial numbers in the sixties? That's a good thing to look up. Um. Anyway, like right now, or are you going to do it right now? No, absolutely oh, cool, not. Cool. So it, they realize that it's Barney's 10 year anniversary. They talk about having a party for his anniversary. The thing that, you know, in most ep- most shows would have been the episode. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm like, okay, yeah. So this is where this is going. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. They're, they basically like, oh, this is an episode about like Andy and Barney looking back. And then just it immediately skids off the highway. It's, it's it's like Andy says we should have a party. Barney with his false modesty is like, ah, no, let's not have a party. And I'm like, okay, cool. Party. That's what the yeah, episode is going. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. All right. So it basically then there's another like three minutes of Andy just complimenting Barney saying like, oh, you still look so young. We've been through a lot together. I owe you a lot. You're a fine deputy and a true public servant. And then Barney starts to cry, which the Andy Griffith Show is not cool. Is not super cool about a man crying, but it's not as shitty as I was expect. I would expect a '60s TV show to be. Yeah, this is pretty chill, actually. It's, like, it's a good. It's a nice, okay, tender moment between two two guys. Yeah, like a, a moment of genuine affection, and I liked that. Whatever. Yeah. Then the thing but, but, happens. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it also props up Barney's ego. Like it puts him on mass uh, on like yeah. top level ten. Yes. You know? So yeah, he's he's riding high. He's really into this idea. He the the term true public servant is like the thing that like sticks in his brain. So outside, Barney is getting into his car, and Gomer also gets into his car, his tow truck, and he pulls out and he just turns. And Barney shrieks and yeah. just, like just like does like a invasion of the body snatcher shriek and yeah, I, like, it's, it's hard to tell if the siren is coming from the car or from him yeah. <laughs> he his expression is like gomer just like ran over a lady and was <laughs> dragging her body down the road so he he immediately pulls him over gomer is just like hey and Barney walks up and is immediately antagonistic and goes, well, and starts saying like, he wants an expect wants an explanation. Just immediately antagonistic. Not like, hey, 
You shouldn't have done a U-turn there. You've written down almost every line of this argument. It would have been it would have been faster to just go to IMDb and copy and paste the quotes page. Here. Basically, <laughs> I just didn't want to miss a thing because there was like, like there was just so much shit. Like, so Barney is immediately antagonistic to Gomer, not like yo. He expects Gomer to already know what he's being pulled over for, which he, I found interesting. He yeah. expects him to be like, ah, you got me. My dastardly plan to U-turn. That's true. Every right, every criminal in this universe plays by on the criminal team, and they're always you know playing the criminal game. Yeah. So when you catch them, they're supposed to go, "Ah, you got me, sheriff." <laughs> so when when Gomer's just like, "I don't know, man. What the fuck do you call? What What do you want? Yeah. What? Why are you here? It throws throws Barney off his rhythm. Yeah. Like, He's not playing by the rules anymore. Yeah. No, he broke the he broke the arrangement. Making him the making Gomer Pyle the most effective criminal on the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> He's not wearing the criminal criminal uniform of a black suit with a black hat. He's not leering. He's just completely gone AWOL on this whole crime thing. Like it's it's the thing that Barney really is not equipped to handle, which is a man going about his day <laughs> doing his job. So as Barney is like doing this whole like leading him thing a crowd starts to gather at which point like and just kind of like people like start it it happens very slowly where like at first you just see like one extra looking at him and then another extra is looking at him and like every time they cut away there's more people there but barney starts yelling u-turns and says like you did an illegal u-turn you can't do that there which gomer claims to be a an emergency vehicle because he's sure, a tow he's, truck. Sure, he's a tow truck. Yeah. yeah. He's a tow truck. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a, it's a strong, decent argument. It, and it, uh, Go- Barney says, well, you're not you're not on an emergency call now, are you? Look at you. You're just getting your mail. You picked up a magazine. Gomer um, says, don't give me a ticket because I'm your friend. This is the argument that Gomer comes to the table with is just, hey, man, we're friends. Don't give me a ticket. Which, Barney should not be giving him a ticket because it's just like a bullshit thing. Where there was no one around him and it was a completely victimless crime that was doing absolutely nothing. Hey man, I'm your friend is a dog shit reason to not give me a ticket. Okay, yeah. I But it, I think, hey man, I'm your friend after pointing out I'm an emergency vehicle is less yeah. bad. But just in general, yeah, hey man, I'm your friend, don't ticket me is yeah. a bullshit fucking thing to say. Which, yeah. like, I'm being like a a little bit of a stickler, but like, man, people who are friends with cops in like small towns are just basically like living gods. Like yeah. they just are on rampages 24 seven. So like not very sympathetic to the whole thing. Like if you're like, yeah. if you hang out with a cop three times a week, you can like steal a truck and drive it through a convenience store <laughs> and you will get like driven home. Barney, of course, doesn't fall for this. He's basically like, I have never betrayed the public's trust in 10 years. For 10 years, I've been a good deputy and I've never blah, 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 blah. blah. And so there it is. There's your your tie in. And he says, I'm going to give you a ticket for committing a 9-11. So Gomer Pyle did 9-11. Gomer Pyle, it is explicitly stated that Gomer Pyle did a 9-11. And then Gomer says, I can turn my truck around and undo the 9-11, which you can't, Gomer. You can't, you can't undo, undo. It. it. You can't undo 9-11. You can't undo 9-11, man. Trust me, as a country, we tried. You know, is, is, is now the time, I'm going to take this opportunity to reveal some behind-the-scenes stuff from Breaking Mayberry. 
I think now's the time to to reveal it. For the first year that we did this podcast together, every time I would ask Dan to do a mic check, like we were testing audio or whatever, he would lean right into the clip to the mic and Dan, would you like to? Bush did nine eleven. Bush did nine eleven. Bush did nine eleven. This was our sound check. <laughs> There's hours of footage, or not footage, hours of tape of me te- saying that Bush did 9-11. I didn't tell him to do this. He just <laughs> ran in and did it. And one day I asked him, I was like, Dan, why do you do that? And Dan says something like, actually, weird thing. The phrase Bush did 9-11 is actually a great audio checker. It contains all of the syllables and the plosives that one needs to do this. And I said, oh, yeah, that makes... Fuck you! No, it's not! (laughs) I believed him for a minute. For a solid second. It's it's a really good thing that I'm a relatively moral person because I'm really good at lying. I sold the living shit out of that. That was that's one of my proudest lies. <laughs> By and, and now and now Barney's getting real pissy and he's bu- coming up some bullshit charges. So they're starting to really get into it. Barney's at this point like throwing out other things he's going to he's going to like haul up write him up on. He says if my mother made a U-turn, I would give her a ticket. And actually, we've seen evidence that that's true. So like, he does start saying, like, I'm going to like keep arguing with me. I'm going to write you up on a 912 insulting a police officer's intelligence, which is a huge fuck you moment. Yeah. yeah. That is like some classic cop shit of like, oh, yeah, you disagree with that ticket? Well, well, how about we write you up for resisting arrest right now, huh? Like, just the adding on tickets was like, legitimately infuriating because we've all fucking been there and so it's a five dollar fine for this payable in one week failure to pay may result in a hundred dollar fine or imprisonment week if you don't pay the ticket it like increases by like it it like 20 times like fuck that that's goddamn ridiculous all right so anyway they're, they're, we're, we're we're only at part one of the argument because this is a two-part argument so yes let's go ahead you get this. We do have to mention the phrase, you just go up an alley and holler at a fish. <laughs> what? Look that is that. a thing that one of them says to the other. And what? In terms of a thing that a person would <laughs> yell at somebody in a moment of rage. Valid. 100%. In terms of a thing that people sat down and wrote, fucking lunatic. <laughs> what could shit. that possibly mean? What does that mean? even mean? I, you know, I, I hope it was an ad lib. I hope that that was a wait, who says that Jim neighbors. Jim neighbors. I yeah. hope that was pure Jim neighbors ad lib. It it like, literally has to be because it is. It's not even an insult in any way. Like yell at. It's not saying anything bad about you. That yelling at a fish. I'm assuming is not an unpleasant experience. Maybe an Oops al- among us. Maybe Oops an- among us has never yelled at a fish. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds great. I bet it's cathartic as hell. Just the fish can't do anything. It just has to sit there and take it. Like it's not I it's yeah, honestly, it's I would probably do that therapeutically. 
That's, uh, I mean, that's that's how you're gonna get me back in an aquarium, man. Maybe <laughs> there's outside Tuesdays at the aquarium. Come scream at our fish. That would be a packed house. Triple prices. You can scream at the fish today. Here, here's my new goal, man. I am determined to be the reason that Adventure Aquarium has to put up signs and say, <laughs> "Please don't scream at our fish." But, New goal. Not like, and just berating them. Be like, oh yeah? Yeah, what's your fucking deal? What do you do? Do you have a job? Do you contribute to society? No, you just swim around, you little piece fucking of shit. Fish. You little fucking asshole. What color are your fins? Blue, that's a dipshit color. You hey, fucking hey, nutsack hey, fish. Hey, fish, check this out. <laughs> Watch me! Breathing. That's me taking air into my lungs, bitch. I can literally do this all day, you little fuck. Hey, how's... <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm gonna hand you something. Why don't you pick it up, you dipshit idiot fish? Didn't evolve any fucking arms, you nutsack fish. Oh, you wanna be where the people are? You wanna see wanna see us dancing? Eat my ass, Nemo. Watch me walk around on these what are they called? Feet, motherfucker! We don't want you up here. I'm 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 really into the idea at Scream at the Fish Tuesdays. I'm so into that idea. I'm going to go to an aquarium and I'm going to pitch just, that and just say, again, slide it in the suggestion box. Just, just the rate, the price to, of admission tripled. <laughs> and you have the main areas where you do have to keep it like PG 13. Like, sure, sure. And then you the, have the shark, the shark tank, the shark room. That's R rated. You can go off on those sharks. <laughs> well, I think the. I think the like the sea turtle area, that's where it's R-rated. And the shark tank is where you can go to some dark places. It's where you go to like like really let have your you, uh, fucking monsters out. Have you ever been to the aquarium in Camden? Yeah. Across, yeah. So you, you know how that aquarium most aquariums that I've been to have the like cool tube that you go through where the sharks float yeah. around you? The Camden Aquarium has a even cooler thing, which is the shark bridge yeah you're like you walk on you walk on a rope bridge over the shark tanks so you're standing above and looking down on the sharks and that i think that is the perfect vantage point to yell at those fuckers <laughs> just just <laughs> scream at a shark be like oh apex predator are you come up here come up here you can't yeah. you bitch shark you wouldn't me. be able to breathe anyway come get me fucker come get me loser what yeah. you think you think that you think i'm sam jackson and this is deep blue sea that ain't shit right now uh, statistically Holes dig dug in the sand kill more people than you a year, bitch. You're worse than a fucking hole. Not even a good hole. A shitty sand hole, you crap-ass fish. So apparently... Think you're fucking uh, better than me? Apparently we are friends to all birds and enemies to all <laughs> Bitter fish. Bitter enemies to fish. Also, I think about about going to the Camden Aquarium. Love the aquarium. It's great. There's too, like there's so many kids there that by the time you leave, your clothes smell like ketchup. Like there's just <laughs> there's just somehow always eating chicken nuggets and just everything is sticky. There's just, there's, there's just particles in the air that disconnect to you. It's like, like it's one of the things of like if you're ever in a place with enough kids in it, you are now sticky. There is like now just a thin felt. The kids don't touch you. It's just they make the air contain stick particles and like bits of sugar that then coat your flesh. So all in so, all, I think we give the Camden Aquarium a five out of ten. Cool bridge, too many kids, 
and the sharks there are bitches. All right, so to be clear, here Barney sets us up for this. Barney calms himself down and says, Gomer, look, you broke the law, and I have to enforce the law. You had a little misdemeanor, but little misdemeanors look, turn into big felonies. Which, what? It's not a fucking, what? Broken window theory, baby. <laughs> look at proto Giuliani over here. Barney says, look, the law should be upheld, and we even have citizens arrest. If I was not a cop and I was just a normal person and I did something illegal, you could do a citizen's arrest. We all got to work together. So Barney brings this up, and then as immediately as he he leaves, the first thing he does is a U-turn on the same fucking street. Like, doesn't he? Like, instant, instant. Doesn't even go down the street. And Gomer immediately yells citizen's uh, arrest. Which? Well, no, I'm sorry. He yells, Santa Santa's arrest! Santa's arrest! Santa Santa's arrest! Fucking horrible accent. Which, I gotta say, how was this? Did you get like a little bit of like secondhand catharsis out of this? I was so excited. I was thrilled. How many times have you just watched a cop just absolutely do some bullshit driving and just wanted to give them shit for it? You know, all right, I've got something that came close to this. Yeah. One time I saw a PPA, that's the Philadelphia Parking Authority, one time I saw a PPA vehicle getting towed. Oh, <laughs> so good. One, that, I mean, that was, I'm, that was 2015 I saw that, and I'm still clinging to that joy. There is one of, when I was in high school, back in Massachusetts, one time we were driving, and we saw a state police officer pull over a, a town police officer, a townie. A state, he pulled over a townie. And we drove by to see how absolutely ripshit pissed off the townie was, knowing that, no, this was not he was pulling him over to, like, have a fun chat. This guy did not know that this was about to happen and was so mad. And I have been cruising off of that for like years. Actually, I got out of a speeding ticket like later that month because when when the cop like came up, I just immediately asked like, hey, have you ever seen a statey pull over a townie before? And he was like, the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, <laughs> next town over, we saw a statey pull him over. He was just like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> got out of a ticket that way. <laughs> Boldest move I've ever done. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Gomer yells citizen's arrest. He, like, chases after the car and, like, flags him down. He yells citizen's arrest, and the crowd is now psyched about this. They are, they are cheering. So They're- they literally cheer. They have gathered around. So Barty is, like, loathed in this moment. Like, everybody in town thinks it's a fucking bullshit ticket. They're so happy to see him finally get his fucking come up. They're, they're so sick of this guy's shit, they, right? You- They've all... They've all dealt with Barney Fife at some point. You know he's been giving out tickets for, like, completely victimless traffic violations for, like, years now. And they're for all sure. just like, this is our moment. This is our fucking moment. I can't believe that Gomer Pyle is the one who thought to do this. Gomer Pyle, like, he has no fear. Yeah. Gomer Pyle has no, like, he he lacks the uh, any foresight whatsoever, <laughs> and that makes him... Like, unpredictable and a formidable foe. I think I think if you actually did this, if you understood consequences little enough to do this, I think the cop would be so bewildered that it would actually work. I think I, so. I think if you tried to citizens arrest a, cop, arrest a cop for a traffic violation, 
It would happen. He would hit you with a stick. <laughs> I think we should all like, try. And about we're gonna lose about thirty percent of oh, us. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, I just got dental insurance, so let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> let's try do to sit arrest a cop. See what happens. You might have a car- go into cardiac arrest from sheer rage. I mean, so we, we repeat the whole argument over again. Barney's like, I'm an emergency vehicle. You aren't on no emergency call. You've got to write yourself out a ticket now. And then Gomer yells to the crowd, you see that, folks? There's two sets of law, one for the police and one for ordinary citizens. Like, Barney <laughs> seethes, or you have to be kidding me. Like, he goes like, you have to be kidding me in a way that is like, Full on, like, super villain. Not like. Straight up, like, I'll get you, gadget. He I'll get literally, you next time. He literally he, says, I'm going to get you for this, Gomer. Like, <laughs> you know, like a main character in a fun TV show. You know how all your favorite main characters swear vengeance on citizens? <laughs> you, that's your favorite part of New Girl, is when she just, like, swears to crush somebody. Yeah, he explicitly says. You hear that, folks? There are two sets of laws, one for the police and one for ordinary citizens. And then the Andy Griffith show doesn't really refute this in any way. Yeah, the, yeah. the Andy Griffith show is just like – it. the Andy Griffith show pulls a Marvel cinematic universe. It 100% like, does. Here's, here's a point. Here's a good point. Now, please ignore the point. Yeah. Like, ooh, look over here. Look over here. Look at this cool, cool point. And here's a conclusion. Andy finally shows up. And Andy puts himself in between Barney and Gomer. Barney calls Gomer a boob. Gomer's like, you're insulting the public now. They're just screaming at each other. And I say, Gomer's absolutely dominating this situation. Oh, for sure. Do- Gomer is like fucking like Muhammad Ali-ing Barney in this. You, I mean, you always get the feeling that Gomer isn't even trying. No. Right? You, you get the feeling that if, if Gomer actually gave a shit about the outcome of this, that he could really absolutely just destroy this. He, he's in this moment. He's basically Floyd Money Mayweather <laughs> against Jake Paul. Like, yeah, no, it's absolute domination. Giving no shits and clearly just taking the fall <laughs> for the money. Uh, anyway, Andy is like pulling Barney to the side. just like. Barney, you gotta stop this. Look, everyone's look. Everyone is looking right now. Just, just write the damn ticket. Just come on. He, he's doing uh, damage control as best as he could. He is putting on full PR. He is basically and, like, "Hey, man, this this is like a thing that gets us fired. Like, yeah. this is the kind of public incident that like ends my career." In modern day terms, this is the point where like Andy's looking around, going. You put that phone down. Yeah. You put that. You can't return. You can't record this. You put that phone down. Yeah, that's against the law. You can't record me. It's against the law. Bar- Barney and Andy's body cams just miraculously malfunctioning at this moment. Yeah, uh, that's that's really where we're at at this point. But like, Andy is doing his best to like save s- save face and just be like, "Look, I I need you. Just do it. Just do it." He so he, he, spe- gets- he specifically says, "Write yourself the ticket." And we will go into the courthouse and we will handle it there, which is basically just like, write yourself the ticket and I'm going to go tear it up. Like, yeah, this he is- makes it pretty clear. Like, this isn't. But no, by this point, Barney is in full on like, I mean, Barney is doing the thing that cops do when you make fun of cops. Like, lash out wildly, start screaming and swearing vengeance. Yeah. So hilarious. Yeah. 
Comedy! It's just so good. He just keeps saying, you're kidding. You're kidding. You have to be kidding me. Like, see, like, I mean, Donuts is doing a great job playing an unhinged, dangerous lunatic. He's yeah. absolutely crushing being a guy I wouldn't want to be within 100 feet of. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so they, they drag him to the jail, basically. Andy finally, like, gets him to do it and then drags him. And Barney is just screaming. How could you humiliate me like that? Everybody thinks I'm a boob now. Yeah. Andy's like, listen, I'll pay the $5. This is over. Like, uh, Andy makes the point where he's like, dude, you just basically proved that you're the bigger person. This is like a good thing. You're going to be respected for this. And Barney is like, no, I've lost like the authoritarian high ground. You've right, proven yeah. that I'm like fallible and can be defeated in some way. It's it's the moment of the like fight against the big bad where like he gets a cut and you can see that he's got like a drop of blood and you're like oh, he's mortal now <laughs> <laughs> that's what barney thinks has happened yeah <laughs> dude it's kind of like they have racked up so many shitty cop things in such a short amount of time that it's almost like you guys remember that you're pro cop right yeah like, you guys remember that we're supposed to like cops in this between this and the next episode, which we'll get to when we get to, oh boy. Uh, uh, like, yeah, like, you're the cop show. You're supposed to be telling us why this is good, and you just basically did, like, the most effective takedown of policing I've ever seen. You did a very compelling reason why cops shouldn't be able to do traffic stops. That yeah. escalated wildly. It's really just, I mean, it's it's making, making our job easier, yeah. honestly. Like... Uh, that's been wildly out of control and race wasn't even a factor (laughs) (laughs) oh man that controlled experiment went very poorly (laughs) and like to be honest you you and i prep you and i prepped for this we did a bunch of research on like what uh police abolitionists say about traffic stops and things like this but i don't even know that we need to get into it because it's the andy griffith show stops being about that at this point almost immediately it stops giving a shit about this altogether. By the way, uh, citizens' arrest just in general is a bad idea. Oh like, yeah, no, it just got banned in Georgia because a guy because of Ahmad Aubrey, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. That's the big thing is Georgia's banning it. Yeah, citizens' arrest. Long history of being used uh, as a form of uh, racial oppression in America. Yeah, <laughs> also around the world, it's a bad idea everywhere. We have a we have a U.S. senator candidate right now who is. On all counts, pretty fucking good, except for that one time in 2013 when he held a man at gunpoint under a citizen's arrest because he believed that the that the gunshots he had just heard came from this black guy running down the street. Yep. Like, and that is our lieutenant governor. I'm still probably going to vote for him. Yes. <laughs> it is such a bummer because every other way, he's cool. Yeah. But yeah, also... While doing, like, you know, Wikipedia-level research for this, it repeatedly said that to apply a citizen's arrest, you need to catch the person in flagrante delicto, which I really thought meant fucking. I didn't realize it had applications outside of coitus. It just means in the act. Yeah. Whatever the act is. I thought you couldn't use that unless something was inside something else. So that was a learning experience for me. I recently learned, this actually came up on my road trip while driving back two like souped up two souped up import cars went flying past us going probably 100 120 and you know i i realized that if we remove cops from this it would deny the pure joy that weird bit of spite that you feel when someone cuts you off or Mm -hmm. goes 
past you, and then three miles later, you see them being pulled over. Like, I get it. I'm, I'm willing to give up that spite. But as they drove past us, my and, and my source here on this is my friend told me a thing. So yeah. don't check me. But my friend, you know, we talked about it, and like as much as it would be cool to see them get pulled over, he mentioned that like I don't remember if it's Philadelphia or Pennsylvania state cops uh, are actually told. If someone's going past you at a hundred miles an hour, don't even go after them. Yeah. You, you've got you've got the camera, you got the dash cam, you can get their information and go to their house and nail them later. And at first, I got really mad at that. I was like, "That's bullshit!" But then it makes way more. It becomes way riskier, right? If you've already got two vehicles driving 120 miles an hour down I-76, and then the cop starts to come after them, now you have three vehicles going 120 miles an hour down i-76 yeah so i guess i get it but then it makes me realize wait what the fuck if if you can avoid if you can do that if you can just ignore that as a traffic violation you don't need to pull people over at all just take a fucking picture you you, you clearly clearly we've evolved past the need for for traffic cops holy shit yeah if 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 you can if you can catch fucking Paul Walker going 120 miles an hour, then yeah, you can probably get my fucking tail light. You can you can mail me something about my tail light. That's the only situation in which I'd be like, well, you need like you need a cop person for that because what if someone's going 100 miles an hour? But if they're just like, nah, we're good. I'm like that's the worst case scenario. That's the thing we that I thought we needed you for, and yeah. that's what you tap out. Fuck. Yeah, no, we could just have like several cameras. I mean, then we're getting into like the police state. I'm obviously I'm not a fan of the surveillance state, but like it exists anyway. Surveillance state won't shoot you. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, Barney is like Barney says, "You know what? No, I'm not paying it. You're not paying it. I have the choice. Either I can pay $5 or I can spend 5 days in jail, which those aren't equivalent." No. Nope. But and then he goes and locks himself in the cell. Yeah. So I should also quickly, I, I do want to like circle back real quick. Remember how Gomer lives in a closet and is basically an indentured servant? Yeah. Yeah. They keep giving uh, Gomer tickets that he cannot pay. No, he's super. That's I kind of why I'm assuming he was so like upset about that $5 and was kind of drastic. It's like, dude, that's my year's salary. That's like, I can, I can give you $5 for this ticket. Or I can eat something other than cat food this year. So, huh, bud? Uh, yeah, that's a, that is a $42.73 ticket today. Yeah. Like, like, that's definitely, I, I am comfortable enough that I would be pretty pissed off. I'd be like, oh, this sucks. But, and I would pay it. But, like, at a lower, like, uh, financial level, I've definitely been in spots where, like, $42 would ruin my month. Yeah. I'd be like, well, fuck no. It looks like Marty's not eating. Forty dollars or five days in jail. What the fuck, man? Dude, that's, that 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 equivalent rating is so weird. And you have five days to pay the the forty dollars. Like I know people that have like parking tickets from two thousand ten <laughs> that they are just like hanging on to. You have five days to pay uh, to pay it, or it like multiplies. That's fucking ridiculous. Fucking bullshit country that i'm assuming is this is all real so barney voluntarily locks himself in jail and says explicitly when word gets out that your deputy is in jail 
you'll look like a fool. What? <laughs> Just no. Especially because yeah, every- he, he goes in there like he's punishing Andy. He's like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to learn that you're deputy and your ex-best friend. I, I love this. I'm going to run this gamut with every stupid thing that I do. <laughs> hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, aren't you going to look like an idiot when everyone learns that your podcast host and best friend punched himself in the dick? <laughs> you, you hang out with a guy that punched himself in the dick. <laughs> hey, hey, Marty, how is everybody going to feel when they know that your good friend got ejected from from South Philly Taproom while dressed like a clown? Everyone's going to think that you're a real asshole, huh? Hey listeners, hey listeners, what are you gonna what are you gonna think when everybody knows that the podcast host that you listen to once were politely asked to leave a screening of the movie Hurricane Heist because they were drunk and realized <laughs> that the movie is about people trying to stop a heist in a hurricane, not people trying to pull off a heist in a hurricane, and they wouldn't stop screaming at the screen. <laughs> All right, so uh, the next day. Andy enters the jail. Barney's still there, and he is smoking now. <laughs> so good. Just him, like, like smoking a cigarette like a cool guy, but he's shitty at it, so he keeps coughing and doesn't know how to hold it. He's, like, holding it like a joint the entire time. I guess this isn't the next day. I think this is later that night. Yeah. Uh, and, Bar- and Barney keeps yelling, like, what are you going to do? You want to do a bed check? You want to check on me, copper? Yeah. Screw? Uh, you going to really send me upstate? state? Huh? He's really hamming it up. Enter Otis. Uh, <laughs> Just a magnificent train wreck of a scene. Andy yells like, "Like, what are you doing, man? It's not even Saturday. And Otis says, I'm celebrating an anniversary. It's the anniversary of me and my alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, it's explicitly. He's like, I drank for the first time 17 years ago today. 27, 27 years, ago. years ago today. And I've been in love ever since. And it's just like, oh, man, I keep I forget sometimes that you're literally the saddest character ever. <laughs> but also the funniest character on the show. Like, And o- Otis, like, sees Barney in there. And at first he's like, oh, hey, another prisoner. And then he goes, wait a minute. You're Barney. If you're on that side of the bars, and I'm on this side of the bars, but Andy's here. Like, he really fucking does, like, he's the fox, the grain, and the chicken in his head trying to figure out where he By is. By the end, he's like, is reality an illusion? Are we in the Matrix? <laughs> like, he's questioning the fabric of reality. Wait, dude, I'm just kind of like, all right, it's always sunny in Philadelphia characters. I think you kind of, like like agreed upon as like the saddest shittiest characters if you ask like one of them like all right what makes you happy charlie day is gonna be like well i like killing rats and i like hanging out with frank and if you ask otis the character on the indy griffith show like what makes you happy he's just gonna say severe alcoholism (laughs) end of list i derive joy from one single source the thing that is killing me and ruining my life and other than that i am literally pointless (laughs) it's fucking bleak man just a just a nightmare of a character and yeah he, he does say like what are you doing, huh? Would they they catch you, Barney? They catch you taking a little bribe? They catch you rolling a prisoner, beating them up? And this is great. The rest of the scene is just Otis in one cell, Barney in the other, screaming at each <laughs> just, other. Just Otis harassing Barney, just being like, "Hey, 
you're in fucking jail, you idiot. <laughs> like yeah, It's so funny. <laughs> you stupid uh, oh, moron. Hey, hey, we going to break out tonight, Barty? Huh? Ba- basically, Otis looks Barty in the face and is like, guess whose level you're at now? <laughs> yeah. This guy's. <laughs> you and I are equals now, which should have been enough to drive Barney to suicide. Yeah. Right? Like, which Otis is very aware of. He's like, hey, check it out. You're equal to me. That's rock bottom for anybody. <laughs> we, you can't look down at me in this moment, and you should go walk into traffic. Uh, the, the next day, Aunt B rolls in. She's got a basket of food. Like she does the thing where she does, like takes care of the care of the prisoners. Barney says, "Fuck you! I'm not eating your food." And basically, and says he can't make me. Like to see him try to make me eat breakfast. Can't do it. Can't. He can't. And food has been delivered, so no more Aunt B. Yep. Bye, Aunt Goodbye. B. Bye. Bye, Francis Bavier. That's the that's your entire role. Cash that this. check. Yeah. All right. And then. Barney lets himself out and presents once again his letter of resignation. And Andy could not give less of a fuck. He's just like, yeah, all right, I'll deliver it to city council in a little bit. And Barney's just like, I'm resigning. I'm doing it. I'm resigning right now. And Andy's just like, yeah, cool, man. To a heartbroken Barney who just like sadly goes back into his jail cell. Like I said, for the first time, for the first time in a long time, this is a Barney versus Andy episode. But in a, it's not a battle of wits because like neither of them have any. It's it's great because Barney repeatedly punches himself in the crotch for no reason while Andy stares at him, and that's just basically <laughs> like the whole thing is just like Barney's doing this to accomplish nothing, literally negative nothing. victory. Yeah, <laughs> nothing is being accomplished. It is only hurting himself. It's so dumb and in a in a way fantastic. Uh, the next scene, Opie rolls up to the gas station to refill the air in his bike. Ronnie Howard fulfills his only purpose on this show, the thing he hasn't done in so long, which is scream exposition. <laughs> it's great. We finally, he hasn't done it all season. Yeah. But he finally rolls up and he's just like, hey, Gomer, here's what's happened in the episode so far. <laughs> Hello, Gomer, and anybody who's just entering the room. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Gomer, and anyone who maybe was outside smoking during the last commercial break. Hello, Gomer, and person who was nodding off to this. Hey, Gomer, and anyone who got home from work late. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he just tells him all the shit. He says explicitly that Bar- that Andy is like, Barney made his bed, let him sleep in it, which is, d- given the circumstances, like pleasantly cold. I was like, "Oh hell yeah, Andy, yeah. fuck him." Yeah, I mean, you can tell that Andy's kind of pissed at this point. Yeah, and then Opie leaves, and then Gomer now knows what is going on. Back at the jail, the telephone rings, and Barty refuses to get it. Otis is like, "All right, fine. I guess I'm gonna open up, put up the cell, and get the phone." By the way, I'm just gonna go back up here. Isn't Gomer a deputy? Is he still, I think, just, like, whenever the episode calls for it. Yeah, okay. All right, whatever. Anyway, Otis wakes up. He answers the phone. He's like, no, the sheriff's not here. I'm Otis. Yeah. He freaks out, just starts panicking wildly, yells that the filling station is being held up, tries to grab a rifle, which this this show is briefly 
almost a significantly better show. The show is yeah. briefly, it's so close to just being the best show ever. <laughs> he he goes there. He, he like touches one of the rifles. He's like, should I? Should I? And I'm like, you, this is. You take that, and it's wino with a shotgun. Let's do this. It's just 100%. It briefly, just like, the sound of, like, the gates of heaven opening just happened, like, oh, and then just, like, quickly shuts back as he, like, nope, wait, bad idea. Um, And then he runs, yeah, he has a sense not, so he runs outside to get Andy. Yeah. Um, we we can pretty much run to the end, like we're sprinting yeah, to the finish it. of this. Um, we 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 wasted so much time on that argument, going basically line by line, that we're just gonna yeah. like book it to the finish line here. Andy pulls up to the gas station. He yells at Gomer. He's like, "Gomer, what's happening? What's going on? What happened here?" And Gomer says, "Where's Barney? Didn't y'all come together?" Gomer made up the whole thing. He, he was like, I'm the one that broke you up, so I'm trying to get you back together. I thought if I put you here. He tries to uh, do a Barney. parent trap. Yeah, he, he he tries to pull a parent trap. And it works. <laughs> kind of. Because Barney, like, rolls up. Andy explains the thing that was just explained. Great TV. And <laughs> Barney says that Gomer committed a 785 uh Filing a false report, police report. Yeah. Which is an illegal thing to do. And a thing that we have watched Andy and Barney do on this show just for fun. Yeah, just because they're <laughs> bored or mildly inconvenienced. Really, for his efforts, be- because Gomer tried to atone for his, his sin and help his friends that he hurt, he is... Treated with a handful of other tickets that he cannot pay. Barney specifically says, I'm going to throw the book at you. I'm going to write you up for this. I'm also going to write you up for two other bullshit tickets because fuck you. And then Andy is like, I thought like as Barney was leaving, Andy was just going to like take the tickets away. Andy's like, no, man, fuck you. And like leaves as I'm, a, I'm presuming Barney has just given him like $600 worth of tickets. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and, like, the the end of this episode is Barney and Andy in the cop car driving off as Gomer yells citizens arrest because they do a, a U-turn out coming out of the... Yeah. And he's just holding, like, three or four citations, Wait, like, in his hand. What like, is... What could the moral of this possibly be? I'm very confused by how this show feels about Gomer. It feels like they hate him. It, it feels like... He is because he's honestly in a in a way the best character because he's the only character that hasn't done anything fucked up yet. Like yeah, no, he's he's out of. I mean, I'm gonna go. He's the only character that has a soul. Yeah, basically, he's the only character I would like to be in a room with. Like, <laughs> I feel like that would be like. Which honestly, given how we were introduced to Gomer Pyle and how we felt about him like eight episodes ago, massive growth. Still makes me very uncomfortable with the whole just saying, stuff. But just saying, most improved player. Yeah, one hundred percent. He gets that shitty plastic trophy that already has the gold peeling off of it. But yeah, what the fuck? So are we anti-citizens arrests of cops? Yeah, what, what am I supposed to take from this? Is the moral right? that cops should? be able to because he explicitly says that the u-turn thing means that there's a separate set of laws for cops than for citizens and is the end of this just be like yeah there is bitch watch it sit and spin suck my dick we're u-turning all over town 
I mean, you, you can't even say that we're looking for a point where there is none because the Andy Griffith show is very clear about having points. So the episode that we're going to do next has a direct, like Andy looks at the camera and spells out the horrible moral yeah. moment. So we're just following what the show has set up and I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to take from this. No. I really don't. It is like, right. like we've, we've contrasted this to Seinfeld's like, no hugging, no learning. With this is all hugging, no learning. Yes. This is like that, like like cranked up to the nth degree. Just absolutely like batshit levels of like. Sometimes the Andy Griffith show is the most nihilistic show on television. Yeah. And when it does that, it's episodes that you and I like. Like genuinely, I enjoy this episode. It is so. I'm baffled by it. If you took all my fucking notes like from this episode and you turn them into a script, I would be like, yo, this is like some pitch black fucking comedy. Like this is brutal shit that I would watch on like FXX. Like not a super lighthearted fun TV show. It's like an episode of you're the worst or something. Yeah. Or like, or like a John McDonough play. I'm not exaggerating that the moral is, yeah, fuck you, man. Sit and spin. Cops will do U-turns all over town, bitch. We'll go, we'll drive the, I'm going to go drive this car into your mom's house and do U-turns in her fucking living room, you piece of shit. Gomer is openly punished for being the bigger man. Yeah. That's also crazy. It's like, he explicitly does the right thing and gets not just punished, but severely punished. Yeah. Fucking nuts is, I don't know, man. I can't even like say that it is, that it has a bad moral because I don't know where the fucking North on the compass is with this shit. (laughs) Okay. So real quick, final stinger bit back when Barty turned in the resignation. If you've heard me do this before, I was going to say he does it for like the 12th time, but the show is fully aware of this. Yeah. The stinger is, And he takes that resignation letter and he goes to the file cabinet and he files it with all of Barney's other resignation letters. Good job. Great stinger, actually. Yeah, Yeah, pretty good. Like, I I guess this sets us up for ratings because we've been dancing around it for the past couple of minutes. So, yeah. Andy Meter, how much did you enjoy this episode? I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to put it like a seven. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. It's it's a fun episode. Like it's funny. Everybody's you know performing really well. We get we get a good Otis moment. We haven't had good Otis for a while. Like you know. honestly, the the ticket scene, both of the ticket scenes, is actually like a really well like like well structured piece of writing. Every paced. It's 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 very well paced. The 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 conversation escalates at a normal rate and then it gets to like it it fires over and becomes funny every single line of dialogue is impactful like every single thing that someone says is doing a thing and like just the way that they constantly put more and more people in the situation constantly getting louder and louder and like talk cross talking more and more it feels like like in the hall of the mountain king is slowly <laughs> building through the entire scene. And then like when it gets to the climax where Andy is there and Barney's screaming and and Gomer is screaming and everybody's screaming, it just feels like this kind of like huge climax of it. It's really well constructed. You, you know what I'm going to say? This is absolutely this feels like an episode that like probably 
came from a bunch of other like kernels mm-hmm. like they like i think they wanted to do an episode where barney puts himself in jail they wanted to do yeah they definitely wanted to do like a citizen's arrest thing they couldn't come up with anything because the first two-thirds of this episode pretty solidly paced pretty solid like just a solid work all around uh and then that last like when they're in the last like five six minutes where they're like I don't know how to fucking wrap this yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. And then it, it definitely feels like they wrote the 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 citizens arrest scene, and then they were just like, "Oh fuck, we have to actually like make an episode around this." Structurally, the first two thirds of the show are pretty solid. Yeah. I would say, uh, and then it just kind of like ends on a weak, wet fart. Yeah. Uh, which is common with this show. Yeah. But like, still, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough to give it an eight. Barney meter. I do, as you've said, I don't know where the magnetic north is here. I, 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 I feel like I have to give it like the same sort of default five Barneys that I give like every single like Marvel property. I think okay, all right. So it basically is like a perfect petri dish of every bad thing a cop does, like in just this nice little like. Like sank like wildlife sanctuary, and then the cop that did it is not punished, and the person that called the cop on it is super mega punished. So I'm not I'm I don't know if it did it intentionally, but it is like an explicit endorsement of cops doing bad things. Like it's like hey, you want to see a cop do a bad thing? Oh, you want to see a cop do four hundred bad things in rapid succession? Okay, good. We give that a thumbs up. I don't know if we meant to do that, but we did it. Yeah, I feel like for this reason, I kind of got to give I got to give Barney Meter at least a 6. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. It's definitely okay. like it it feels like an explicit endorsement of cops abusing their power. Yeah, it it straight up says cops have a different version of the law than regular people. And then says, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, more or less. It's like, well, cops cops shouldn't have a different set of laws than normal people. But that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such a such a fucking hassle, man. So let's it just It would really be annoying to make that not happen. So eh. So okay, I guess that's basically it for this episode. Fucking bewildered, buck wild, and not even the worst episode that we watched of the like upcoming one. Oh yeah, buckle uh, up so, for next time, folks. So in the meantime, though, as always, do make sure you check out our Patreon. There are new tiers and new ways to promote us, and also new goals that are going to be a lot of fun. So check that out, patreoncom breakingmayberry. As always, if you don't want to support us with your money dollars, you could always leave us a rating and review. Those are always fun, and they really do help us get into the earbuds of other people. So if you haven't done that yet, hit us with those ratings and reviews on the podcast catcher of your choice. On Twitter, we are at Break Mayberry. That's Break Mayberry, no I-N-G. Facebook.com slash Breaking Mayberry. Instagram, we are Breaking Mayberry. You've deleted your Twitter like a smart person. Yeah, try to contact me, bitch. You can't find me. I'm a ghost. I got no presence. I'm weaning myself off, but I am at Schneid Remarks. That's S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. That is it for this episode of Breaking Mayberry. Thanks for listening. We will see you all down at the fishing hole. <laughs> the fuck was that? A boo.
Thank you. 